there and welcome to episode 62 of the Night Gary podcast. My name is Chris Brown. Today we're talking about uh, the second story from episode 15 of season 2. It's a Richard Matheson story based on his own short, short tale and is directed by uh, John Meredith Lucas. And it's a story that is called The Funeral and is a very much a tale... Um, well, it's about a man with some very unusual tastes. Funeral home art, you might call it. Example, this item here. The somber silence of shrouds, the gray, unhappy light of a sunless dawn, and a horse-drawn casket, very much in keeping with the motif of this place. The title of the painting, Funeral. So we're in a... Um, well, we're in a... A funeral home and a man called Morton Silkline who's played by Joe Flynn is the funeral director there he's joined by a man who is um, well his name is Ludwig Asper and he's played by Werner Klempler and um, Ludwig is a man of obvious wealth he's a man who wants to spend a fair bit of money on a funeral expense no expense can be spared. It's 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 going to be a really impressive and luxurious uh, event. Uh, Morton, unsurprisingly, being a funeral director, sees there's a lot of money in this, and um, agrees wholeheartedly to it and starts getting the details from him, and then makes a rather surprising discovery about who the deceased actually is. Now then, the name of the deceased, if I may ask. Asper? Oh, relative. Uh, me? Oh, pardon me, sir. I thought for a moment there that you said uh, me. Me? Well, let me explain. You see, I never had a proper going off. Uh, it was uh, catch as catch can, you might say. Uh, all improvised, nothing, uh, how shall I say, tasty. Deceased is, in fact, Ludwig himself. And Morton is surprised, um, but, but goes with it mainly for the reasons of money. And, and his, his suspicions and his worries... Uh, a dispelled or maybe increased to the extent of how serious this man is that he isn't actually a joker considering the fact that he turns into a vampire bat and flits out the window we reach the stage of the actual funeral itself there is a, a, a casket on, on offer very very luxurious and, and the, the number of people that come in are as you would imagine there's somebody called a count there is a witch a werewolf, a man with a with a hump, who uh, who who, fa- who fans of the show and uh, and people who followed it may recognise as Jack Laird himself playing that role, as a um, eagle. It kicks off though. It boots off. The witch is heckling in the in in the aisles, as it were, and this causes a big fight, which leads the. Um, are undertaking Morton to panic slightly, and then finally to faint as the uh, as the violence escalates. 
It seems like everything's okay though. Uh, he gets a package apologising and a letter apologising for the, uh, the the rudiments and rather um, un, un, uh, unimpressive actions of the of the congregation for the funeral uh, from Ludwig and um, also includes a great deal of cash it's that then in a big plume of smoke that a new guest arrives one that looks like the embodiments of evil with huge noxious gases around him and he also has an idea for the undertaker Well, you, you've uh, you've come to the right place. Uh, <coughs> we have pumps for all circumstances. <coughs> what is the name of the deceased, if I may ask? Was there a relative? <laughs> okay, as you can imagine, um, I haven't <laughs> I haven't really give emphasised the comedy of the piece, but obviously it's a kind of a ridiculous cutesy tale. Um, it was originally written in 1955 and then Matheson adapted it himself for the Night Gallery. It's uh, a short story, but also a short episode, well, for a short story for the episode, 14 minutes long. Um, it's kind of cute in a way. It has a certain charm to it. Um, but really, it is. it feels very much like uh, one of the comedy two-minute shorts. Uh, it has that tone to it, particularly with the cliched and um, stereotyped almost uh, monsters, you know, these universal monsters, the, um, you know, the vampires and the werewolves, and Igor of all people, you know, with his yes, master kind of voice to it. It's, it's, it's kind of got that feel to it. Um, I think that's something as well that, um, that Matheson himself felt. Um, he says, from a quote which appears in the uh, After Hours Tour book, he says, The first part is kind of cute, but it falls apart at the end. And I think that's probably fair to an extent. I mean, the idea itself is an interesting and intriguing one, a vampire that wants to have his own funeral and uh, savour the moment, as it were. Um, but by the time we've got these, you know, these cast of characters, like the old crone witch, like you know, with big nose and all that kind of stuff, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the momentum's gone, and but you know we have to ask why that is. I think the story gets a decent rep. Uh, the original short story gets a lot of good reviews. Um, as just a bit of a bit of fun, a bit of silly fun. Uh, but the short, but the the night gallery episode itself doesn't get that similar kind of praise, and I think there's a few reasons for that. Um, one is that the actors um, are hammering it up terribly I'm not talking about Joe Flynn and Werner Klempler here they're, they're both able to add a certain deal of weight to it, uh, particularly Flynn's uh, Morton, the undertaker he gives he gives a real um, a real feel to the catch you get, a, you get a great sense of him very early on You know, he's a bit of a money grabber and he's willing to do stuff, you know, the customer's always right particularly if he's paying, that's his kind of attitude and uh, Werner's Ludwig is uh, you know the, the the aristocratic gentleman, the classic that kind of classic vampire. I mean, it's a bit of a cliche, but it's still an entertaining one. 
it's when you get people like uh, Jenny, which was played by Lara Lacey, and and um, the Count, which is Char uh, Charles McCauley. These characters are um, they're just so broad, and I think as well when you've got a short story, you imagine you know these characters. You don't imagine them quite so, you know in your mind's eye. They don't they, they don't seem quite so corny and quite so uh, cliched maybe as the, the characters that appear in um, in the night gal in this night gallery episode. I mean, I think although it's better written than the, the jokey set pieces of the uh, you know these the the, the villainettes the. Uh, that Lear did to fill out, you know, the, uh, mid, you know, Midnight Visit to Neighborhood Blood Bank, all that kind of stuff. Those kind of stories, um, they're just so, you know, they're just punchy kind of eh, gags a lot of the time. Uh, when they work, they work really well, like Satisfaction Guaranteed. But when they don't work, they can be really clanging. Um, and I think possibly the reason why this story gets so compared to those tales is because of the makeup it's very heavily you know it's very heavily laid on it's cartoony almost in truth uh, i read um, something online from one review that called him uh, called you know you could imagine count chocula appearing in, in the background and i think that's certainly you know that kind of it's more you know albert costello meets frankenstein than the universal version of Frankenstein. There's not a lot of thought gone into it apart from, you know, the heavy makeup. I think, to be fair to them, they're obviously having a lot of fun making it. Um, it's off, you know, it, the, 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 there's, there's not a lot to say really um, in terms of their opinions and stuff like that. Um, you know, Jack Laird, again, any excuse to, 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 to throw a bit of makeup on and have a bit of fun with what he was doing. I mean, that that's my feeling from this, really. And it comes across, and again, I think that maybe a little bit they're having a bit more fun than the than, than viewers are. But, you know, at the same time, it, that's not that surprising. Um, and there's more, you know, there's, there's, there's more to be said. Uh, you know, it's, it's still a Matheson tale. I think it's just the characterisation which carries in the story isn't carried as well in the uh, in the screenplay. I mean, that's probably fair. Um, obviously, uh, well, I mean, the director John Meredith Lucas. I mean, some of that has to hand sit at his door. Um, funnily enough, uh, Lucas had been Laird's boss at one point, and uh, I think they, they they got on really well. Also, as well. Uh, Klempler um, worked with uh, with Laird in New York uh, back back in the day, and I think uh, in that sense, this kind of you know, let's all get together and have a bit of fun, kind of overrid possibly some of the concerns with the plot and the ideas. Um, you've got to bear in mind, though. I mean, I'm criticising Lucas a lot. He was massively, uh, you know, important. In TV directing in the early 70s, he worked with on The Fugitive, Star Trek, Ben Casey. He was very much a gun for hire, but uh, a very talented one, someone who could do the goods. Uh, I think it's a shame then that the material that he's given to work with in night, at Night Gallery, a lot of the time, isn't really of a, of a, of a standard that he can really show his skills. And that's a shame. It's a real shame because he was a talented director. But still, you know, our, our lineup of ghouls adds a, a a little bit of a little bit of lightness in what is quite a quite a strong but also quite a 
quite it's quite a, a horror heavy and an unusual um episode i mean we've got green fingers which is kind of you know it has a, an ec comics vibe to it and, and a likeness but it's, it's quite macabre and the tune and dance cafe is um almost melodramatic in its tone it, it's got a it's got a very heavy kind of feel to it i think and this is something that it lightens the mood and it, it, it adds, adds variety and you do you know for, for all the criticism that comes from the anthology format in night gallery that it can be patchy sometimes those kind of flip-flops in terms of tone really help i think and, and add something a bit different and although you know it was saying the funeral doesn't get a great deal of love I don't think it, we should be putting it in 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 the categories of some of the very worst stories. It is. It still has a certain artistry to it, and uh, two very strong performances at its heart. Really, sir? I mean, really. What is it? I am just as perfectly willing as the next man to engage a little badinage, but not during working hours. May I remind you where you are? This is Silk Lines. This is a most respected ossuary. This is not a place for trivial joking. This is not a joke. Is that? I came here with a purpose in mind and I expect to have that purpose gratified. Do you understand? Okie dokie. Um, this is going to be a little bit longer of a housekeeper than normal. Uh, as you might be aware you might not be aware it depends on how you listen to this um i've had to take a bit i had to take a bit of a break over the last few weeks um i'll be honest with you the reason is because my father-in-law died a man called patrick finn um and i think if we'd been a week before with green fingers i would have continued or a week after with the tune and dance cafe i probably would have gone for it but with it being the funeral it just felt a little bit disrespectful uh, to be to be doing something like you know covering this particular story um, at this at that time. Um, the good news is that um, we're back in the game and I'm hopeful to get some more episodes out as soon as possible. The even better news is Tom has done a, a new podcast in my absence uh, for the Twilight Zone podcast. Uh, I listened to it before I, I, I literally just before I started recording this, and uh, it's a really good episode. So I definitely recommend you listen to that. Um, okay, um, but during this time, um, I suppose it's it's true. We've, I've had lots of lots of correspondence. It's been really great. Um, first off. I got a fantastic email and I'm not going to read it to you because it is quite long and I'm not exactly sure how much Michael wanted me to uh, to read out from it if it's just a private correspondence. But Michael Buck, who's a gentleman who lives over in Colorado in the USA, uh, he's a man who watched the re uh, watched the uh, syndicated reruns uh, late earlier, late you know in the in the, in the early 70s when he was a child and uh, they stuck with him and he was a massive fan. And uh, I'm really glad that, um, well, I'm really glad you emailed me first off. And I'm really glad you're enjoying the show, Michael. Um, and it's, it, well, I mean, it, it, it's fantastic. I'm going to I'm gonna drop you a proper email this afternoon and uh, say hello properly. I did tweet you, like I guess saying I haven't really had much chance to do much else apart from, you know, bits and bobs. So uh, I'll give you a proper, 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 proper correspondence. Uh, but it's great when someone who obviously has these incredible um, 
you know, incredible love for the show, who's, who's grown up with it, who's the type of man who uh, reminds me very much of myself when uh, when I was younger, um, who would uh, record off onto a, onto a cassette, so he could like you know relive the episodes, and uh, uh, before we had it, before we had VHS, um, I did similar kind of things with Doctor Who. Um, being British, I think I'm not the only person to have done that either. Um, so that's wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful. And I think it's interesting thing as well. I listen to the audio, and, and it really highlights the uh, the great words of Serling and and some of the great scripts that he wrote for this show, and also the fantastic uh, soundtrack that goes through it, which at the time was experimental, but even to this day is uh, really highlights some great skills and, and, and wondrous stuff. Also as well, um, thanks, uh, well, on Twitter, uh, Kifu, uh, Matthew is Matt underscore R underscore Williams, who said hello, uh, he's a massive fan of the show and a really great lad, um, just to say hello, really great to get some people, you know, just just, just saying hello and, and, and you know, it, sometimes you're sitting here in, in, in my room, in my podcast room, well, podcast room, back bedroom, uh, recording and it, it's great to get people who, you know, Say say you know keep with it really and and uh, they the you know that they're, they're listening with you. Um, a guy who has just started early doors um, at Dubcraft, another guy from, uh, from from who said hello on Twitter and we had a bit of a chat. Um, I'm he's 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 starting from the beginning, so um, he's uh, he's early doors. But uh, I've warned him about some sound quality of the earlier episodes. But uh, if you do get to this stage, mate, uh, thanks for listening and uh, thanks for saying hello on Twitter. And, and if there's anything you, you want to talk to me about, that'd be great. Also, finally, on iTunes, the US iTunes, uh, thanks very much for MassyPeg999, who gave a great iTunes review on on, on, on the US account. Uh, thanks very much for that. That's very kind. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all this great correspondence. It's really nice to talk to people. Um if I'm right as well, there's been a, uh, something on the website, uh, which I will now check. Uh, yeah, Mike po- uh, Potet, uh, who is, um, he disagrees with me on eyes. Uh, he's, again, people very early on in the listening, uh, are listening to the show. And uh, I think that's understandable. I, 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 I'm, I'm quite positive about eyes, but I think a lot of people find it all a bit overwrought and a bit hysterical. And I think it is a story that... Um, that does polarise pants. I, you know, and that's uh, that's great. Um, I like that's what I kind of like. I mean, particularly with the the anthology format, I think people there's a great deal to debate in terms of different interpretations of the material and whether this is right or that's wrong. And I think that's really great stuff. So thanks for your thanks for your opinions there. Uh, again, I'm I'm saying this. You you know you're, you're 60 episodes behind, so you might not even <laughs> be ages before you reach this stage. But thanks again. Um, okay, a lot of that was very serious. Um, but thanks very much for listening. Um, again, hopefully we'll have a bit more. You know, we'll be back on the game a little bit, and we'll have more to chat about. Um, the Tune and Dance Cafe is next. Um, it's okay. Um, I don't know what to really say about it. Um, I'm going to do a bit more research over this week, and we'll try and get something up next week that. Uh, conveys a lot of different ideas about it it is an unusual story um, and um, we'll discuss that in more detail next week but until then take care and I'll speak to you soon goodbye <laughs>